and welcome to another Tucson Means Business, proudly presented by the 49ers Golf and Country Club on Tagaverde, Tagaverde Road, that is, on the right-hand side, going out towards Reddington, right here in beautiful Tucson. And we're broadcasting live Tucson Business Radio with Tucson Means Business from the corporate offices of Stewart Title and Trust, which is on Broadway, right here in Tucson. And the show always, uh, you know, talks about business in Tucson and those businesses that are battling away out there and working hard trying to get somewhere because we have small, we have medium, and we have large businesses. Sometimes it just depends. And one today is doing exceptionally well, and I thought, you know what, I'd like to invite I'm hearing a lot about them. I think I'd like to invite them on the show. Uh, my guests are Frankie um, Lamere, who is the creative director and, in fact, the founder of this particular company, i3 Media Solutions, and Martha Chinock, who's client services manager of i3 Media Solutions, a very special company. We're going to find out all about them. Welcome, ladies. Welcome. Thank you for having us. It's Most good to well, be here. That's great. I, I, we've got a lot to talk about. Frankie, I want to ask you first. I'm going to start with you, if you don't mind. I'd like to ask you, and i also like to find out a little bit about my guests, their background, the research I've done on you, because I think it leads into why you either are successful in business or you're not, to be honest with you. But it's what got you here. And for as long as I think you can remember, you've uh, loved art and computers. Is that right? That's correct. And although when it came time for you to decide what to study in college, you were confused since most artists, well known as starving artists during their lifetime, and you were not excited about that sitting at a computer all day unless it involves some kind of creativity. So what happened? So that's true. You know, when I was going through high school, I was very involved in sports, but I also loved arts and I loved technology. I love computers. And I really wanted to figure out a way to work with computers and also be very creative with it. So when I started college, I was, you know, trying to figure out what this could look like. Enjoyed graphic design a lot as a, you know, as a undergraduate student. And I really just kind of grabbed onto the idea of doing marketing as a way to help other business owners succeed in business and, you know, combine the creativity with the graphic design and the marketing degree. Wow. So you were lucky. You found, you know, your sole purpose, really. It gave you the best of both worlds. In many ways, yes. You know, I, I mean, I still feel like when I'm designing someone's website, is it gives me the same joy that it does when I'm painting a picture. Okay. You know, so it, hmm. it's very fun for me to be able to still be very creative and very involved in our clients' projects in that way. Well, it wasn't long after that that you gained degrees in both as an undergraduate student. And uh, Frankie entered the agency world. Tell us about that. Yeah, so I worked for some very large agencies. And a few of them I saw, you know, they were growing from small groups of, you know, maybe 20 individuals to over 100 employees. And they, they were very production focused. We do things this way. Everybody's kind of cookie cutter. Everybody has the same look and feel. Um, and this was really through the if you build it, they will come era of website design. And I knew that I loved designing websites. I didn't have to think about how it would look when it was printed, how those colors transfer from the screen. So what I really wanted to do was learn the programming side and be able to bring it all together on my own. Well, uh, your story's a little different, isn't it? <laughs> Martha, well, yes. how are yep. you? Sitting there quietly. <laughs> 
Martha, your your particular role we talked about um, is client services, which we're going to go into a little bit more in depth because it's, it, it's a bit more than just, uh, you know, saying how's things going, isn't it? It is. In this day and age. You were... Um, like Frankie, you've got a you know a soft spot in your heart for small business, and I'm going to come back with Frankie soon talking about her father because that's I think this is where it started for her. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to you, you were born and raised in Ohio. I was. All right, we won't hold that against you. All right. <laughs> no, Ohio's great. Ohio's great. <laughs> what was it like at Bowling Green State University, and what were you studying there at the time? Well, I went to college actually thinking that I was going to join the military. I had a very I have a very analytical political brain and it made sense. I actually was studying computer programming and found out that I was ineligible to go into the military and knew that uh, exercise induced asthma, not anything else. Mm -hmm. But I found out that I still wanted to do something where I could help people, but use the technical side of my brain too. So I actually ended up studying technical writing. I have a degree in scientific and technical communication. And for those of you who don't know what that is, that sounds pretty heavy. I mean, do you remember VCR manuals or like when you get the phone, like a new phone and it's got like the technical like little book that comes with it? Sure, yeah. Yeah, I, I write. That's what I learned how to write oh, in college. Okay. Real fun and exciting. Well, there you go. Yeah, right. Boring. Boring. <laughs> yes. But, but it must have taught you something. It taught me a lot. And after graduation, I started right as a technical writer, and the technical writers were in the marketing department, actually, at my first job. And so I learned a lot with that, and I also learned that I did not want to be on the technical side. Mm-hmm. My husband is, was is active duty military, and so I moved around a lot, and I found myself in a non-linear career. So I was a church coordinator. I was in a real estate office for a while. I was in an insurance office for a while. I worked as a substitute teacher, which was not the gig for me. God bless you all who are. Right. Um, Thank God for them. Oh, you all are, you know, Mm -hmm. do not make enough money and you all should be given awards. Um, But what I found through all of this is I really like helping people and that my education from that technical writer, knowing those technical sides but yet working in lots of different offices, lots of different client services made a lot of sense when I heard about I3. Well, I'm going to say, I mean, what a mixture. Church coordinator, real estate office, insurance office, wonderful training. I'm a great believer in, you know, the more you've done in your early years, the more you're going to pick up. Mm -hmm. So by the sounds of things you do love working with people, helping others and working in a team environment. So... Now, what's it been? 20-odd years, okay? You've, you've been keeping clients satisfied with excellent customer service across those various fields, but in a different ball game now. Yes, absolutely. When I was introduced to the i3 Media Solutions environment, um, I really, it was like lightning struck in the best way possible. So helping businesses find solutions for their digital marketing needs, helping is truly my passion. And I am so lucky to have found this amazing company, our amazing founder who has this vision of meeting clients' needs where they are, being a boutique organization. And yet with my particular history of having the technical writing background, working in the marketing department Mm -hmm. 20 plus years ago when I shouldn't have been in the marketing department and all the different careers, small businesses, large businesses, 
really has worked well to me to so, be along. So let me ask week. you then, what is it? Why am I hearing so much about this i3 media solutions around town? What, what, what exactly does your company do? To say it simply, we help people, business people, business owners, professionals, get found through marketing. We use skills and techniques that we've learned over the years to make sure that they show up online, that they stand out from their competition, and they're getting noticed everywhere that they're going. So, in effect, you're a, you are a creative agency. We are a creative agency. Are you an ad agency? We like to call ourselves a digital forward creative agency. A digital forward. Okay. All righty. Um, now, I've had to learn a lot over the years. I'm a little older than you ladies. And in my day, we didn't even have computers at school. And, God, it's been hard the last few years, I tell you, to catch up as, as my – I'm a business guy. I'm an entrepreneur. And the reality is, you know, I don't know it all. I'm still learning. But, you know, uh, the stuff today that a small business has to know and keep up with, no wonder we're pulling our hair out. We can't do it all. So would it be fair to say you're the type of company that can help me out? I, 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 you know, I can sit down with you, describe what I'm trying to do, and then you go to work, if I can afford you. Well, and Mark, we like to make sure that we work within large and small budgets. We have some fully managed clients, as well as some clients that we teach to fish. So it depends on the budget size, what exactly we can do for them. Mm -hmm. But we like to make sure that everybody is not hearing a no, because that was one of the problems with the old agency style. Right. You didn't have the minimum budget. You couldn't be helped at this agency. You were sent away. Right. You right. know, so You know, much funny in that, no. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, the fact that I love small businesses and my father started his own business when I was in high school, we wanted to make sure that we were being inclusive. So what can we offer to these smaller companies as well as the large companies and make sure that they can all be successful? So we decided to meet them where they were, what needs they had, and really come up with solutions that could work for everybody. Well, that's very thoughtful. I mean, um, you touched on something before. So is it like training that you can give them, is it? Uh, it might necessarily be that they have the budget to be in the A-frame or the A-level, if you like, but they might be a B or a C client for now. Maybe a one-off works off the kitchen table, right? But you help them. You train businesses that small like that. Yeah, absolutely. We kind of liken it to a menu where we can feed you tiramisu and filet mignon, <laughs> or you can pick the French fries and the ice cream, or we can teach you how to fish if that's the level you're at right now. So we provide a great menu of services, and depending on where you're at, what you need right now, okay. we have a great kitchen. Mm. And the thing that Martha didn't touch on with that is, you know, some people do start at that teaching you to fish. Mm -hmm. And they might be great at it for a couple of years, you know, implementing everything they learn and implementing, you know, all the things that they need to get their business going. Mm -hmm. And then what happens is we see them blossom and we see them coming back to us and saying, OK, now I can't keep up. I need more from you. OK. Can you right. take over my social media? Can you take over this for me? Can you help me do these things? Mm -hmm. So the way we structured a business without saying no to the small guys and no when someone needs that beginning help allows us to continue growing with them way past what you know that, hmm. that well that makes sense yeah, you sort of held them out of the cradle uh, and now you're going all the way to the grave right as, as the saying goes email marketing website design social media and i mean you know social media 
inverted commas. I mean, that, there's so much in that today. Search engine optimization is critical, SEO, and of course, well, there's so much stuff. I mean, it's a matter of getting the time when you're trying to run a business as a solo entrepreneur um, to learn new stuff, to stay ahead of it. I mean, I get emails every day from, God knows, 76,000 companies across America, you know, wanting my business to do supposedly what you do. Well, there's no way I'm not going to work with a local company if I if I can. You know what I mean? So you do all those things. And what else do you do, Martha? What else can you offer? One of the things that we offer the most is a listening ear to hear exactly what you need. We know that two businesses are not exactly the same. And so, yes, you might need search engine optimization for you to be found online. But what you really need is the content creation on your website so that when people are searching, they get the right keywords. So that listening ear, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the customized attention to find out exactly what you need. So, yes, I mean, as far as products go, we help with your website. We help with hosting. We help with maintenance. Okay. One so, so you can do it all from scratch. Yes. If someone comes to you and says, okay, I'm going to open a business. This is what I'm about. Let's sit down and talk about it all, blah, blah, blah. Then yep. you may get that job to do the website, but you can go from there. Then implement all the things you want to do because you actually also created the website. Mm -hmm. But what happens if I come to you now where I've had another guru do a website for me that's lovely, but it's early days? Can you still do your job? Absolutely. Typically in that situation, Mark, we will start with what we call a digital review. We'll look at what they have done, how you're showing up online, what we're seeing for you, where we would make recommendations and suggestions for you, and really come up with a plan that hopefully works well for you as well as, you know, mm -hmm. making sure that you're going to get the same benefit as someone that we built their website. You know, so we, we look at everybody individual be before we start suggesting and recommending services or trying to sell anything. Right, right. And, you know, a funny story that happened earlier today. Is well, that's a good thing, if you don't mind me interrupting there, because I hate that. A lot of companies just go for the throat straight away, don't they? All they're interested in is getting your darn wallet open. Yeah. You know? You know, I, we get those emails ourselves constantly. And even today, we had someone actually in our field call our office and say, hey, we can look at all your social media, your digital marketing, and we can offer you a review. And we're like, huh. Do you know what we do? <laughs> well, there's so much competition out there, it's hard to believe who to believe, what to believe. Let, let's break a little bit down so I understand. More. By the way, you're listening to Tucson Means Business. I'm featuring i3 Media Solutions right here in Tucson. Um, I've never seen so many women work in one company. It's amazing. <laughs> and I've got the founder, the owner, and I've got the lady that does all the hard work outside who looks after the clients. That's who we've got. Now, let's break it down. Website design, pretty simple if you think about it. There's many designs. You can use WordPress, which is one format. You can use God knows what. There's a lot of them, right? There's a ton of them out there. Um, we always recommend to stick with one of the ones that we consider a professional platform. Mm -hmm. You're going to get better results for what you build on a professional platform versus some of the do-it-yourself platforms available on the market. Well, there's Wix, isn't there? Yes. I mean, it's getting this way that you drop and drag. Oh, I can save a lot of money. I don't have to find an i3 to do a site for me because I can do it by myself. What's wrong with that? Typically, what we notice is that they're not getting the results that they need. You know, like a lot of people what have a do-it-self website will come to us and they'll say, I don't have traffic. No one's finding me. What's going on? Mm -hmm. 
you know, and we'll run through and, you know, look at it, give them recommendations and suggestions. And, you know, Martha's great at, you know, talking to them about how much content needs to be there, the different things that we see that. So this is what you break down with the clients, Martha, right? Yes. yes. Okay. So you cover all of this and, and, the digital and, and you make them understand it. Is you, that's what you do, that's right? What, yes, that is one of the things that I do with the skills they learned in technical writing. It all comes back. <laughs> <laughs> right. Now, search engine optimization, there's a lot said on that without spending half an hour because I'd love a show. I don't have a show on on, uh, on, uh, on the channel yet with reference to, uh, you know, IT marketing and all of that jazz. You might talk to you about this because it sounds like you guys know what you're doing. The reality is the search engine optimization and there's search engine optimization. Let's. What's the best way to do it? You know, it's funny because everybody talks about it as if it, this is mystical thing, right? You know, like it's voodoo. It's up in the clouds, and it really isn't. I mean, it it really simply gets broken down into a bunch of little things. It can be as simple as age of domain, the amount of content you have, the type of content you have, the speed of the server that your website's sitting on. You know, there's there's thousands of different things I can go into. I don't want to bore you with all of them. But there's a list of like all these little things that account for how a search engine, specifically like Google or one of those, right, mm -hmm. will rank your site. So it's not really a mystical thing. We look at all those factors and we determine which ones we can control and which ones we don't have control over. Mm -hmm. And those ones that we can control, we address those. What about when I hear or read Google's uh, had a bad week and they've changed the algorithms again on you or they've tip something else upside down and you've just got a new client and you've set it all up based on what was yesterday. Well, search engine optimization is not a one and done thing. It is not something that is ever um, stagnant. Search engine optimization is always changing. So whether or not Google had a bad day and switched all their algorithms, but how people search for things changes mm -hmm. every day and technology changes every day. So how would I know that as a one-off trying to do it myself? It's very difficult to keep up on all of it. So but do one you of do? the one of the things that we do we as do. I three. Okay, that's what I'm. Do. That's what I would pay you for then, right? Yeah. Okay, so now I get it. That makes sense. Tell me about I three Media Solutions. How it got started in the early years. <laughs> so you know, I was really inspired by my father because, like I mentioned, he started a business when I was in high school, and you know you. You see all these businesses kind of getting turned away at the agency structure because they could not afford the minimum payment. So seeing that, I really knew I wanted to help small businesses, small to medium-sized businesses that did not have quite that budget yet mm -hmm. and see how I could help them grow. And that's really how you know inspired me to start I3 Media Solutions. Today, we have our very first client that we had still as a client. And that is like one of the things that makes me most proud. And how long ago was this now? Almost 20 years. Seriously? Yeah, we're at 19, 19. and three months or something. Well, that's like that. fabulous. Yeah. Well, you certainly got past the five-year barrier. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> good on you. So how, the, how did you two meet in the first place anyway? Martha tells the story really good. Uh -huh. um, so we were both networking. I was not networking for i3 Media Solutions. I was in a, I've been in direct sales off and on for many, many years. And so I was networking for a direct sales company. Frankie was networking for i3 Media Solutions before it was, she had a client services manager who had to move. Mm -hmm. And so she didn't have one. And so she was doing the networking for the company for a mm -hmm. while. And right. so we were like, oh, we should get to know each other. Right. So we went and sat down and she was explaining about how she wasn't sure what she needed, like, 
I probably need a client services manager, but I'm not exactly sure what's going to happen next. And I look straight in her eyes, and I've never been this bold in my whole entire life. And I'm like, well, you need to hire me. <laughs> and she's like, well, uh, if Can you're I interested you? in two No, she was like, if you're still interested in two days, email me. Like, I think yeah. she would have to tell. But I was like, okay, it's been, it's been 47 hours. Okay, it's been 48 hours. <laughs> Hi, Frankie, I'm still interested. So we met networking, and yeah. Um, but yeah, I started right after that, and yeah, it's been almost three years. If I would have known about I3 19 mm. years ago, I would have you know jumped on board. But, right, right. Yeah. yeah, Martha. Martha is a complete team member that you know I can't imagine life without her anymore. So when you're fortunate, yeah. you struck out, didn't you? Or struck did, in, whatever yeah. it is. Um, there's no doubt about it. You have a passion for what you do, both of you, with I3. The name itself, it would lend itself to me to think that I3 is it, there were three of you. You know, but it's nothing to do with that, is it? It's nothing to do with that. It really comes from what we're trying to do with our clients. We're trying to be imaginative, innovate, and inspire. Mm -hmm. All righty. So tell me about why you love i3 Media Solutions so much. Because I'm a great believer of you got to love what you do, right? And then, then you shine. Then you do better <laughs> in what you do because you absolutely love it, right? Now, you guys obviously love what you do. But you've got to be talented. You've got to know your stuff. You've got to know your, you know, I want to know when Google has a hiccup every day. And that's what you've got to do. You've got to stay ahead of this stuff all the time, haven't you? All the time. Technology changes so quick. Mm. And that's one of the things that we really take into consideration as I3 Media Solutions. The whole team does trainings together. We have people who specialize in certain areas, and they come and they teach the rest of the team the new information that they've learned. So we do weekly team meetings, mm -hmm. and following each of the team meetings, we do a training. Um, and what I should have mentioned earlier, because we're live, of course, coming up, but uh, uh, if anybody's listening now and you wanted to know, well, do they have a website that I can go to and read while I'm <laughs> listening? I'm sorry, by all means. Absolutely. It is i3mediasolutions.com. There you go. For those of you that didn't guess that already, I mean. Uh, <laughs> yes. the, and the three is not, like, written out. It's the number three. So mm -hmm. i See, now that's an important little thing, right? Yes. What, what would be the difference as far as the search engines were concerned? Because I did hear once that, oh, look, what you should be doing is put dashes between words. That's a different thing again. I mean, is that baloney or what? It, it really just depends. I mean, search engines understand that there should be breaks in those words, right? They're smart enough now that they understand everybody's combining it into one word to make it a domain name. In the past, you know dashes and different things in the file names that worked well right well i I've, I've written and produced a show for a national sponsor that launches in august right a television show that's going uh national but it's going online which is quite unique but the reality is that when i registered the name for it and everything i couldn't get the name without a dash and i thought gee do i do this or do i have to think about changing the whole name now no so it's healthy success is the name of it so it'll be healthy-success.com. So I hope, you know, it doesn't, I hope I haven't done the wrong thing. I really prefer the .com still. You know, there's so many other selections out there. Well, so. it's a .com. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I would have probably just done the, the same I thing. I had to take healthy-success. Yeah. There was already healthy success yeah. taken. Yeah, That's of course. That's what I'm getting yeah. at. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, the fact that there's the dash in there, it's still the name, and people are going to start remembering that. Okay. So, and All especially right. with it being a .com, because there's still those people that assume everything's a .com. 
What are some of the things that you'd like to share with the audience today about, you know, misconceptions in your industry? Because I, I bet you there's a heck of a lot of them. There truly is. <laughs> you know, I mean, I just kind of have to laugh when you even ask that, you know, because the first thing my mind comes to is, you know, social media. There's so many people that believe when it comes to social media that they're posting something every day. If they're active on the platform, that's enough. And that's truly not enough. You know, just like algorithms are, you know, out there for search engine optimization, there's algorithms for social media. And they're looking. What's an algorithm? So an algorithm is just kind of that machine in the background that figures out how things are going to rank or show up or who gets a little bit more above someone else, right? Okay. We like to think that there's someone at Google doing the searching, but it's not. No. It's the bots, bots and the spiders yeah. and the things. All the creepy crawlies. Okay. Yeah. Because... So social media platforms have these algorithms as well as search engines, right? So mm -hmm. they go and they determine which content's going to be shown. Who's most active on the platform? Who should we show higher than the others? If someone's searching for this, if someone's looking for this, mm -hmm. you know, who should see your content based on who your followers are? Should mm -hmm. we recommend you to any followers? So there is some little magic stuff happening in the background. So it's not just all about posting content. You have to be engaging as well. You have to be social on social media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I tell you, it's it's uh, this is a giant, this thing. Social media. How did it even get its name in the first place? Right? Social media was what? Born from Zuckerberg, right, who was knocked back by a bird at college. Didn't want a bar of him, right? So he got real jacked off. And he went online onto this particular thing, rubbishing her and so on. And that was the start, technically, of social media. Now, one gets the impression all social media is is blubber, blubber, blubber. What am I doing for dinner tomorrow night with my girlfriend? Where did I go on the weekend? And you see all these ridiculous photographs, but there's also a lot of great stuff too, right? From animals and pets and stories. But that's not social media, is it, as far as a business is concerned, trying to utilize the medium? Absolutely. There is such a difference between your personal social media and business social media. There's such a difference in how people use it. I mean, the rise of the influencer over on Instagram to the fact that every single business page on Facebook is public and searchable and trackable by Google for your search engine optimization. So it is different. And yeah, it used to be that you could post and pray that something were to work. And now you have to be so strategic, especially on your business pages. Okay. So you specialize in that too, because it sounds to me, it's a very integral part. Absolutely. Of the overall marketing strategies when we're talking about online today. Yes. But there's a way that's got to be done and not done. Um, I know that some people today, I don't know what they ever did without the phone. My wife is one of them. You know, it drives me absolute balmy, i got to tell you. But I respect the fact that, because she has friends all over the world, you know, being a Bruce Nutt, a Springsteen follower and so on. They're all starving to go to another live show because they've had through the pandemic. So they're all talking instead on social media. And they're all chatting and catching up and doing this and doing that. But she wakes up and it's social media. Middle of the day, social media. She only stops for golf, I think. And then at nighttime, we can't even watch a movie together. She's all social media because she's bored with movies or bored with television. And this has taken over, you know. But I'm like a lot of guys I talk to. I'm going to tell you, we're fed up with it. And it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. What's going to happen here, ladies? 
I mean, I think it's already happening in many ways, right? There's new platforms developing every day. And people are trying to figure out which ones are right for them, where they want to spend their time, how they want to spend it. There are people who are, I mean, taking breaks. But you you typically don't hear, oh, I'm done forever. It's more of I'm taking a break, right? So I think with social media, I mean, especially when it comes to your business, it's here to stay. Okay. Now, when we talk about social media, we're talking about all the platforms, not just Facebook, right? All the different platforms, right? This is LinkedIn, Facebook, uh, Instagram. Twitter. uh, Twitter. Tweet, tweet. Twitter, uh, YouTube. Mm -hmm. Pinterest. Pinterest. I was reading the other day that it's getting more, I mean, huge uh, what do you call it? Huge numbers. Huge numbers there, yeah. from a point of view of yeah. compared to Facebook. Absolutely. Which, why? Well, Pinterest is for the planners, right? People who want to plan vacations. They want to plan what they're doing to their house. They want to plan for their future. Recipes for dinner. But also, you know, these planners, they love financial information. They love being able to learn about health information. So there's a lot of markets that are blowing up on Pinterest right now. And especially during the pandemic, Pinterest gave a lot of people a place to go, plan for what they're going to do once the pandemic's over, right? Mm-hmm. Travel. And it's surprising because this platform, it, you know, and a couple years ago, we used to talk about Pinterest as the platform where it was all females. It was this, that. The growth rate is actually there's a lot of males there, too, now. Okay. Um, based on what you said, on the, on the, it sounded to me like target marketing. What sort of business? Thing? Well, it could be any business. But if I came to you as, say, you know, a financial planner, okay, and I said to you that well, I've heard a lot that I should be on this pin, pin interest, uh, Frankie, right? Pin, pin interest. Pinterest. Funny name, isn't it? Yes. Pin the thing, whatever. Anyway, do you guys believe I should be on this thing? And how would we go about it? You know, one of the things we would look at first, Mark, is we would look at what you're already showing up well for. Is your website working for you? Are you doing some email marketing? Are you on Facebook? You know, because Facebook is still pretty much a hub for a lot of businesses, right? So if you're showing up well in some of those areas, yeah, we would look at, okay, what's next for you? Where do you want to go? How do you want to grow? We start every conversation with a potential client asking them about what their level of success is. What does it look like for you? Do you want a team backing you? Are you just wanting to work so many hours a week? You know, what does that look like for you? Because... We can make your idea of success come true. So we need to know what it is to begin with. We also need to know who your ideal clients are. Who do you want to work with? What did those people look like? And then that's where we start having conversations about where you should be, how you should show up, and what platforms are correct for you. When I come back from the break from our wonderful sponsor, the 49ers, three years now without them, I'm very, very grateful to the 49ers Golf and Country Club who have sponsored Tucson Means Business because they're behind business in this town and they're, they're wanting to see people succeed. Mother, I want to go into the fact that because you're the front dealing with a lot of clients, okay? You're out there. You're, you're in what they call the coal phase. With everything Frankie just talked about, I want to talk about what do clients ask you that they don't know when they're keen to do something But really, they haven't got a darn clue what to ask you, you know. Mm -hmm. We'll be right back. (music) 
Tucson Means Business is proudly sponsored by the 49ers Golf and Country Club. Uh, they're at uh, 12,000 Tanker Verde Road. If you're not in Tucson, somewhere around the world, but visiting, sometime you may get here, please go to the 49ers, even if you don't play golf, because there are wonderful things to do, like eat at the fabulous Rincon Grill Restaurant. And then there's the Fitness Center, brand new, with everything that you need. Isn't that right, Casey? That's right, Mark. I'm speaking with the director of memberships and tournaments and sales. He's just about chief cook and bottle washer, but he can tell us all about this wonderful fitness club. It's only brand new, really. Yeah, you know, it's it's kind of funny you say that. We're um, really proud of the way that we keep it looking brand new, but it's already five years old, that building. Is it really? Yep, yep. but God, we you'd never know that. We upkeep it. Um, you know, we keep it uh, looking good, looking fresh, smelling good. We try to keep the equipment maintained. Mm -hmm. um, that's important for people that are coming to a gym. They want to use clean, fresh well-working equipment. My word, they do. And uh, one of the important things, I think, with this fitness club is that it's not that you're traditional. I mean, you've got locals coming to it from right across town. There are lots of different separate type events on, aren't there, from uh, fitness type. Uh, I, I can't remember them all, but mm. the lady that runs it yep. uh, does a fabulous job. Great job. In fact, there's a few, few of them get together and create all these different sort of sequences. They do. They've got a, a lot of different um, group fitness classes is kind of what we, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, I want to say it's kind of a niche market, really. You know, there is lots of gym offerings around, obviously. Sure. You know, you got your big box box store kind of fitness centers that are, you know, they have hundreds of pieces of equipment. They've got... Uh, uh, you know, classes that are, are scheduled and, and routine where ours are unique. Um, you get to know the instructors really well. They're your friends, you know, and then when you it's don't like show up, care of you, yeah. they do, you know, when yeah. you don't show up to class, they, they want to, they text you and find out, Hey, you okay? how come you're not there? You know, <laughs> that's a nice idea. It is. So, so it, from yoga through to boom bunk this or that, I mean, they do it all. There is, we offer a little bit of everything. We even, you know, we have kids dance classes. We even have a woman teaching ballroom, uh, dance classes right now. Um, on Wednesday nights right now, we have goat yoga <laughs> where you have these little pygmy goats. They dress them up in tutus and uh, they, they walk on your back. I don't get it, but apparently it's all the it's all the rage. So. Can you imagine that? Dressed up in a tutu, walking on your back. But that's a goat. <laughs> oh, it sounds like a lot of fun indeed. And, of course, the one other area is the pool. Yep. The pool, we have um, a five-lane Junior Olympic-sized heated year-round pool, which it's uh, it's tough to find uh, heated water um, in Tucson in the winter, believe it or not. But uh, we we maintain it. We have a, a youth program that swims year-round. Uh, we've also got aqua classes right now on Mondays. We offer them. Um, the pool's just been really a great uh, resource for the club and its members. That's fabulous. So there you go. You get a, a really good picture, don't you? But go to the website and Casey, that address again. Uh, website is 49ercc.com. It's all spelled out. F-O-R-T-Y-N-I-N-E-R-C-C.com. You did a good job, man. Hey, thanks. <laughs> Casey Polivchak, lovely fellow. Talk to him personally about anything. Memberships, the club, whatever you want to do. He's the director of memberships and tournaments at the infamous, which is the, the hidden jewel of the desert, at the 49ers Golf and Country Club. Proudly bringing us Tucson Means Business. 
So it's Tucson Means Business, and it's on Tucson Business Radio right here in Tucson. And uh, we're broadcasting live from, uh, and of course, it's always, uh, you know, being the podcast, it goes out to many different platforms and around the world, around the globe. It's nice to get emails, and uh, sometimes I get uh, an email from overseas, which you just just never know who's going to tune in or whatever. So thank you for that. And uh, But it is local, too, very much, and you're listening to Tucson Means Business. Today, our special guests are i3 Media Solutions. And uh, Frankie is the founder and the owner and the CEO and the chief cook and bottle washer, I guess. And Martha is the lady that's out there saying, okay, Mr. Klein, here's what we can do for you. How? What's the biggest thing clients are asking you, Martha? Uh, the most predominant thing they don't know. When it comes to their business, what the heck to do about digital marketing? I think the biggest thing that people don't know is where to find their ideal clients because they don't know who their ideal clients are. They show up and they say, I need more clients. And they say, should I be on Instagram when their ideal clients are 80-year-old men who haven't even heard, no offense to 80-year-old men who are rocking Instagram, because please rock Instagram, <laughs> but they're probably not there. And But they've heard, to be successful, I need to be on Instagram, but they don't know who their ideal clients are or where they are. And okay. S- and so, well, it sort of makes sense, doesn't it? It comes way back to the beginning. Yes. So that listening of who, what your idea of success is, who your ideal client is, but so many people show up and are like, you know, to be successful, I need to... Um, you have the best LinkedIn profile ever, but your target market are you know people who have been staying at home with their kids for a couple of years, mothers who have been staying home with their kids for a couple of years, who haven't even thought about having a LinkedIn profile. You do not need to be on LinkedIn then. They're all on Facebook or Instagram looking at pictures of their friends' kids. That's, that's right. I mean, LinkedIn initially was business. Right. In fact, LinkedIn was initially about where I could find a decent job. Absolutely. Right? Now, it, it, it what morphed into what it is today. Which is just a little bit more of a social media platform for business professionals. But you're still probably not going to find people who have been out of the workforce hanging out over there. No, no, right. Unless but, but, they, they are actively, like, really searching for something. But if you're a, a company who is marketing doodads for two-year-olds and your your target market is people who are staying at home with their children, mm-hmm. they're probably not hanging out on LinkedIn. So they'd be really, really bad Right, so you'd be wasting there. your time on that. But when it does come to LinkedIn, Martha, businesses – you know, I, I get a lot of uh, requests on LinkedIn to get to know you or to, to thingamajig, you know, to sign up, whatever, mm-hmm. to acknowledge, to accept. Yes. Um, some pitch, some don't. Some have a product, some don't. Most of them don't. I'm surprised because I'm gathering, well, hang on a minute. You're getting on their list firstly, all right? They don't want to be too pushy, too early. Yeah. But now that you've accepted them and you're on the list, does that make me open now? To keep getting stuff from them. Yes. Because you've opted in. And that's a key word, yes? Yes. So Opted in. Opted in. Um, when email lists and you've selected that you've said, yes, you will accept correspondence from somebody. And there's some legal things in here, and I certainly am not the, the email legal person. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. if you've accepted that, yes, I will accept emails from them, then people can just use your email. And there are different 
ways how that works with email marketing. No, even I understand that because yeah. I do a bit of that. But the reality is there's opt-in, double opt-in. There's nothing better than someone says, look, I'm giving you my name and email because I realize I'm going to get an email from you or I'm going to get some, a pitch from you or something. Because, right. But it's getting so smart out there with artificial intelligence, isn't it, that I'm noticing now that I'm getting more stuff pertaining to what I'm interested in than what I used to get before. Yeah, so a lot of the platforms are using what's called retargeting, Mark. So, like, if I'm on Amazon, I'm looking at those high heel red shoes, and then all of a sudden I leave Amazon and I go over to Facebook and I see my high heel red shoes following me. That's a way that Amazon's retargeting on the Facebook platform. And those ads can get a lot more complicated than that, of course. You know, that's, <laughs> that's the simplistic way to explain them. But that's a great way to like remind people, hey, you loved these shoes. You had them in your cart a minute ago. Don't you want to come over and buy me again? Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. It's spooky. And yeah. someone's following me, man. A little, little thing down the lines. Around the corner, up the, up the, I've got you. Yeah, there's also <laughs> geo-targeting where if your phone walks into the Harley-Davidson store in Scottsdale, Arizona, all of a sudden for the next two months, you are getting ads for Harley-Davidson because you physically walked into the store. How does that work? There's, it's based on. I didn't opt in. I didn't give them permission. But your phone did. You walked no, into. No, it. Yeah, but I didn't. Where's the double opt in or the opt in permission there? It's just showing you an ad. It's not emailing me anything. Just on Facebook, my ads are showing up. Hmm. I am now. By the way, my phone isn't within distance. That I'm now going to hear Harley things on my phone for the next two months. But they do a really good job of it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, a isn't lot of people amazing, talk about how it? spooky it is when they're talking about something, and the next thing they're saying is, "Oh, these ads are now on Facebook." Like I just told my husband, we need a dog collar, and here's a ton of different dog collars, right? Yeah, right. So it's all that artificial intelligence and the different things that's happening. You know, listening to us as mm-hmm. we, you know. And there's a lot of different ways to do it. There's some there's some that are, you know, minimum cost and easy to implement. And then there's some that are a lot more complicated to implement. You know what I also believe? My wife thinks I'm nuts, but for what it's worth, that because Alexa's Amazon, right? I really believe they're listening to you talk. And they know what maybe you're thinking about wanting to buy or what you're going to search for. Well, even on, you know, even on some of the platforms, the social media platforms, when you're placing ads, you can determine if someone's actually planning a wedding, what what stage they are in their planning and all kinds of stuff. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of information that we give away without realizing we're giving it away. You know, you're never going to stop this, are we? I mean, it's just going to get ice. It's an open world. Everybody's gone. I don't like it when they sell you stuff, though. I, I don't I don't agree with that. Particularly if they say to you, we guarantee you, we're not going to, you'll be a third party, we're not going to, you know, sell off your information and privacy and so on like that. And then they turn around and do it and sell it. I don't like that. I, I do know that i3 Media Solutions is very active within the community. You do a lot of good work for nonprofits. People don't, you know, know this, but you do sponsor a lot of local nonprofits. Tell me more about that. So I heard a while back, I don't know if this number is true anymore, but there was over 4,000 nonprofits in the Tucson local area. Oh, mate, that's way off. There's 35,000. In the Tucson local area? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So need, you know. Well, okay, when we say Tucson local area, what are we talking? I'm talking everywhere. As, as far as the, you know, the whole greater Tucson area. Yes, 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 yes. So I was just talking local, but. 
I mean, it's let's still take your number. Yeah, let's take your number. Yeah. You know, that's a ton of people out there that need help getting their message out. Right? Oh, tell me so about it. The, and they're all great causes. And if we had more time in the world, right, everybody wants more time. Mm-hmm. We could definitely give back in a variety of ways. You know, Martha's great. She sits on a lot of different boards and stuff. But, you know, for me, giving back is not always that grand gesture of a donation, right? Sometimes we can help in other ways. Sometimes we can donate some skills. We can Mm -hmm. give some advice. We can set them in the right direction. And, you know, that's really how I3 tries to help make an impact. That's very nice. And funny you should end on the word impact. Uh, I have a client here that has a show on the channel. Um, Barbara McClure hosts the show, and it's called Southern Arizona Not-for-Profits. Um, Impact, it's called. And, of course, uh, uh, she has a lot of different uh, not-for-profits on uh, on the show to help promote them and what have you. And it, it is amazing the diversity out there, you know. But without them, we'd be in trouble, you know. So this is where digital marketing now, okay, comes in again. See, I come from a 40-year world of television and radio, what we call the old traditional marketing, you know, traditional mediums to market with. And that was TV, vision, you know, uh, video, radio stations and radio advertising and print. And uh, whether it was the greasy, you know, press on your fingers and the train reading the newspaper, uh, look at the money they've lost now. But... uh, uh, you know, to a lovely thing. Do you guys open up stuff in your mailbox or do you put it straight in the bin? You know, it has to be a piece that attracts me, right? Visually, uh, right? Otherwise, I'm not going to give it the attention that it right, probably should get. You right, know? right. Um, there's I, a I, lot put of things. I take the stuff that's clean, that's sealed. I'll take an RSVP in. I like to see who's doing what and how. I like color. But I won't put loose stuff that's, you know... Yeah, if it's, it's if it's cheap print quality or something that doesn't and it upsets have some me great because visuals. it's paper. It's another yeah. tree that's been taken yeah. down for nothing. Yeah. So this is where digital's taking over. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do like a nice five by seven or bigger glossy postcard visually printing. I will stop and look at all of that. Yeah. I hardly ever am going to open an envelope. No, it's too so. big to throw straight up, and you might take it in. But then again, but they're they're not cheap. They're not cheap from a marketing perspective point of view. When I say cheap, I mean cost-effective. Digital is another thing here that's taken over. I mean, you know, there's more and more. Uh, We talked about non-profits. We touched on that. What about now, you know, all I've done is wrap you up. You've got to prove to me. Give me some client success stories. So we have a few really great stories. One of our friends in business named Michelle... She was, um, she's a small business owner. She has a lot of potentials that she wanted to see her website. And she really wanted her website to be a gallery site where they could come and see her work. Um, All right. So the objective is what? We're promoting a gallery. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. And she had two, she had websites, two built for her previously that never quite worked correctly. In other words, never got the traffic for her. Never got the traffic, nor did they easily work for her clients okay nor for her like it was hard for her like she had constant she has constant projects coming new options new ideas to see and so okay. it's hard for okay. her to use it and for her clients and i hear about the thing the, the terminology i think it's called uh, ease of use for, for the clients once they get to a site yes right if it's too darn hard you leave it Absolutely. Right. So she's got a, in this particular case, this client you sat down with has a physical gallery. But the website is critical to go out to the world to show what's in the gallery and what is coming and new promotions, new products and so on. Yes. And she's custom. And so she can say, 
I can make this doodad, but if you want this doodad with this or this or this option. Ah, gives me the choice. Yes. Okay, all righty. So it definitely needed to be usable, and people needed to find her. Those were two things. And she was very nervous about doing this again. She had done it twice. Oh, well, I don't blame her. She's been burnt, in other words. Right, yeah. And, you know, it's not... It's hard in business, isn't it? Once you've spent money and and haven't got the results, you, you trust. You've got to trust again, but you need to trust the right people. And that's what it comes down to. There's there's so many opportunities out there to find someone to build a website for you, but you have to do your research. You have to make sure that they are someone who knows how to build it, that they understand the search engine optimization side. And everything else that goes with it. Exactly. Because, mm-hmm. you know, with, with Michelle, she she's one of our raving fans now. Of okay. Course. Now, she, new are website. we talking a one-person a one business there, though? So she that's a, one, that so was a one-person? she one is person. a one-person business. Okay, a one-off. All right. Yep. So we built her a brand-new website. And she actually receives orders from this website. She all over the place, all, all over, over the, the place, all over the place. That's the beauty that I love about online. Yeah, she right? actually moved outside of Tucson not too long ago. She now has her business located in California, mm-hmm. and she continues to still get that traffic, still Alrighty. get orders. Now that's a one-off. That Give one me site. one that's got a few, you know, staff, uh, a medium-sized business, uh, budget X amount. What would be a good medium-sized budget, uh, Martha? That we're talking about. What sort of business? Couple of hundred thousand turnover a year, five hundred a mil. What? We we can work with all budget sizes. Yeah, all budget you know, sizes. Um, in you know, one of our really good clients, um, they have they had a unique thing going on when we met them. They had multiple vendors doing marketing for them. They had one person doing their website, one person doing hosting. They had someone else doing search engine optimization. Someone and, else doing their email marketing. Like they had. Many mm-hmm. fingers in the pie. Mm-hmm. Many fingers mm-hmm. in the pie. And they were coming to us just for website updates. And, you know, we started talking and listening to them, and we understood that she didn't know how to combine all these people in the same room so all of these pieces could work together. So we taught them that we can come into the room, we can be your strategic partner, and make sure that everybody on your team is working together. We didn't have to take over. Mm-hmm. all of the pieces either but let's be smart about this let's be strategic about this mm-hmm. and so um facebook views are up we're not the ones doing the facebook but we help her with the strategy mm-hmm. but this is another solo client which no no, no this, they, this they company have, has okay, um it's a, it's a bigger two, company 200 right? employees and wow. 70 oh, trucks really? we're talking yeah. serious business yeah, yeah yeah okay but we are not that the solo wasn't serious business no. you know what i'm getting at but, and when we first of all met them they just wanted us for website mark Okay, so right. the unique thing here was after she learned about us, learned how to interact with us, saw how we would work with her other vendors, we took over most of the other marketing pieces. Well, now, there is someone who still does the social media, but we are still helping with strategy and the back end pieces of that, making sure that right. all of the other marketing that goes around the social media, including email and everything else, are connected. You know, that would frustrate me a little bit. Uh, uh, but you go in and you've got to respect the fact that there are others doing work that were there before you. Okay, so you do all of that jazz. But then you've got to define that what you're doing is working. Because is it them or is it you? Whereas if it's all under one roof, the buck stops with you. Exactly. I mean, we love it when we can give reports and we know exactly who's making the difference, right? And, and analytical and reports, all this Analytical jazz reports right? okay. and all that, right? Yeah. <laughs> it makes it more difficult when there's multiple people really touching close things, right? Mm-hmm. If you have a different person doing your pay-per-click and then you have someone doing your SEO and, you know, pay-per-click, you're paying 
for your clicks from like a search engine. SEO is your organic traffic. And they work really well together. But if right. you have two separate people doing those, it's sometimes hard to figure out where, you know, where that click's coming from, who's actually getting you the results. And what we found out is when we, you know, had these strategy meetings and we asked them to show their results, some of them weren't able to even show what they were being able to bring to the table, what their work was helping this client do. So we started pulling some of the reports and we started showing which ones were making sense and which ones were actually um, benefiting this client more. Fantastic. It really sounds like you give an all-around service in depth. Uh, you know, I've spoken to a few in this town. There's a few running around in this town too that say that the, they're the end-all and be-all when it comes to digital marketing, you know, uh, the so-called gurus. And um, uh, it may not be the case. So you, you're expanding. You, you, it's going. Your, your site is is very in depth. There's a lot. You've got a lot of very you know different clients. You've had some for years, which to me you know says it all. If someone sticks with you, they're getting results. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, we are we are so happy when a client comes to us and they want us to redesign the website we built them a few years ago, or they want us to add on this new service for them. We know that as our clients are growing, that they're coming back to us for more and more services, and we love that. What is the best way for a company to get a conversation started with you? The best way is to reach out on social media, give us a phone call or an email, and we're going to set up a digital review. They're complimentary, and we are going to talk about how... What What's a see. digital review? I know what it is, but I want you to yes, spell it out. absolutely. One more time. We are going to look at everything from what we see on the front end of your website and social media and your search. And on the back end, server, uh, your site load time, um, when we search you, all of that. So, And it's complimentary. So it's mm -hmm. just a review of a, a digital review of your online presence. Mm -hmm. So get you get to know me mm -hmm. through my digital presence. Correct. And you work it all out and put it down and you've got like ticks and minuses and stuff you can then when we meet, you actually show it to me and say, do you think your site's great, Mark, at the moment? I'd say, well, yeah, I love the thing. It's Well, let us show you this. And my jaw drops to the floor, right? Well, it's, we always we always try to make sure that they have something <laughs> beneficial in there. Yeah, you know, yeah. like we give we, yeah. we want to make sure we're giving you good things, bad things, things that you can work on yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, we want to make sure that we're always educating. Which is good, yeah. I mean, you know, you're not going to walk in and say, "Can we be real honest with you? It sucks." Yeah, no, <laughs> no, never, never, because there is always goodness. I mean, you've got a website. Good job. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. No, I got a billboard in the desert. That's what I got. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hey, what's the best way for a company now? What do you do in marketing as a company to go out to the world and to find new clients? We do the things that we talk about social media, search engine optimization. We write blogs. You know, we, of course, network. Now, here we go. I want to touch on that. I want to touch on that. We, we, we broke them all down before, right? Because there's bound to be a blogger who, who's going to listen to this and say, hey, there's only one way to do things. How important is blogging today? Blogging is essential because it's an amazingly... What is blogging? Blogging is adding content regularly... To my website. To your website. But I wouldn't have a clue how to go in and do that. Well, you, can... you teach me to go into my own site and be able to do that. Yes. And do you Depending teach me... Depending on the platform that your website okay, is built on. Okay, that makes sense. Let's say it's a dumb WordPress, just a simple WordPress, all right? Mm -hmm. Which is the most popular today. 
for lots of reasons. And we love WordPress. I we love do WordPress love WordPress. Too. There's no and, doubt about it. We're talking, you know, and there's WordPress.org and WordPress.com, and we would educate you on why one is better and one is not better and okay, all of that. Okay, but my next question would be, depending on what my site is about and what I'm trying to market or get across to the public, mm-hmm. okay, it's not going to be talking about who won the Lexicon Derby, right? Or is it? No, it's going to be content related to your business, produced regularly with a certain amount of words that have to do with your uh, and they're the keywords field. and key, keywords and just basic content about your business. Yeah, if you are a sports writer, Kentucky Derby, great idea. If you are a fashion blogger. Kentucky Derby might be relevant because you're talking about the fashion of the hats, right? So mm-hmm. you can make it relevant, but you need to do content regularly because Google, those those algorithms mm-hmm. like that fresh content. And it is easiest to get fresh content on your site from a blog. Well, you know where it's going. You see all these ads and everything for artificial intelligence that'll do it all for you. Is that real? I still think a human does it a the human bit touch, better. The you human know, there's writing. a human touch. And people today, you know, I always say in the past it was B2B marketing or B2C marketing, right? I always say nowadays it's human to human because you want to pick the person you're working with based on if you can know, like, and trust them. Well, yeah, very much so. But that's interesting, you know, Martha, because uh, there's content and there's content. So you're talking about content that has to be somehow relatable, Right. I mean, you can be clever about it. I mean, people may think, well, gee, if I've got this sort of site, I've got to really write all the time about that. But you can divert, you, you can sort of split off that if you want. Absolutely. And, and write about something else that comes around into what you're trying to do. It's an interesting, isn't it? I think I find that fascinating. Absolutely. Another great tip is to revisit old content and give your new perspective on what you've written before because you've been blogging consistently for years. Hmm. Anyway. Listeners, uh, I hope you got that. Yeah. Um, These tips, okay. Also, the best time to plant a tree is 20 years ago. The next best time to plant a tree is today. So if you haven't been blogging out there, friends, just start now so that then in two years you can revisit your blog you wrote today. Well, um, you'll teach me because I'm probably going to hire you a lot, I'll tell you now, because uh, there's a lot i got to learn, um, and, and, and it can be very affordable, depending on the budgets, yes? Yes. And what's coming up for you then? I3 Media Solutions, what's on the horizon? What's exciting? I mean, we still did it supposedly in pandemic mode, but there's this sort of a feeling around that, you know, things are, are on their way again, which is great. Yeah, I know. I mean, so many people are excited about meeting people face-to-face, getting out in the community, doing things again. And, you know, at I3, we do Social Circle, which is every Tuesday morning, Thursday afternoon, online as a networking group. But also, it's how we engage and educate our smaller business friends on how to do social media correctly. So this group gets together twice a week. Mm-hmm. Um, we also incorporate a clubhouse um, once a month. So it's nine times a month that they have the opportunity to come and learn from my team mm-hmm. and really you know, educate each other on who they are, what they do. And the idea is to just help each other grow as business owners. So that's one of the things we have coming up. 
Uh, speaking of Clubhouse, um, which I don't know if that's a naughty word for you know podcasting or not right no, now. No, no, but, not at all. I've got um, friends on it. Um, yes. I've been on the thing, but I haven't gone into it full on bore yet, you know. I mean, well, I've got so much else happening. I don't have the time. Well, and for you and maybe for anyone else who's listening, we are doing an introduction to Clubhouse workshop June 9th coming up at so if anyone is looking forward to learning more about okay. Clubhouse, we all have a couple of invites, and we would love to have you join us at noon to learn more about Clubhouse. Now, listen, guys, get a pen ready because we're going to be running out of time soon, and I want to make sure that you've got all of this. I usually say to my interviews, you know, look, just go to the Down website because mm -hmm. you're going to get everything there that you need instead of me rattling off 47,000 social media addresses. But they've only got a few, the ones that count. Their website i3mediasolutions.com all right that's three as in the um, you know the numerology three i3mediasolutions.com now the linkedin is linkedin.com forward slash company forward slash i3 dash media dash solutions why is all of that needed for, for that address? <laughs> all righty, Twitter. Twitter, Twitter. Twitter.com forward slash I3 Media Solution. Single. No S on that. Mm. Yeah, Twitter actually limits how long your character is. Is that what they be. do? Yeah. Okay. Now, what about um, Facebook? The URL i3mediasolutions.com. Yeah, that's the at. The at, of course. The at yeah. i3 Media Solutions. I knew that. Mm-hmm. No, I didn't. And what else have you got? Instagram. Instagram.com forward slash i3mediasolutionsaz. So there you go. I don't normally do that, but I wanted to do it for you guys. Thank you. And it's too hard. People are driving or, you know, they're listening, whatever. There's no way knowing you can be writing down address of the old radio days. Yeah. We used to say that. So just go to the website. You can do that these days. There uh, are links on the website to find all of the other channels. Wow. So you can just go to the website and find them all. All right. I'm, we're going to leave with a question. Out of left field to both of you. All right. Uh, f and I'll go with you first, Martha. What advice can you give an upstart now? I'm watching a show actually called Up or Startup. It's rather good on, on Netflix. But what advice can you give to a young entrepreneur now starting out? Okay. Other than just get on the phone and call you guys and be done with it. But really... What advice would you give now to a bidding future young business person about the digital world? Show up every day. And that's about anything. But show up, learn, ask questions, be hungry. Don't take two weeks off because you get tired. <laughs> I mean, strategically plan vacations. But, you know, I think that a lot of people who are maybe not in the generation I am mm -hmm. take breaks easily. They give up. And you got to show up every day and be hungry to ask the right questions. So, and that's applicable to whether or not you want to learn Instagram or Alignable or mm -hmm. YouTube, or you don't understand how to cook pasta, whatever it is. Very good. Show right. up and be hungry. And that's from a pro, guys, you know, and ladies out there. They know their stuff. Frankie? I was going to say... When you first of all register your business name, you get your LLC, you figure out what you're going to be, go and reserve all of your social media platforms, your usernames. Make sure you grab those. Make sure they're available. They match your business name. And then just reserve them. Just save them. Make sure they're there when you're ready to kick them off. You might not go on all of them right away, but make sure that even the ones that you might not use instantly, you still have. 
And then the second piece is don't be afraid to ask for money if someone owes you money, right? You know, so if if there's invoices and stuff out there and you're, you know, get comfortable being uncomfortable. Frankie LeMaire, creative director and founder of i3 Media Solutions and Martha Chinnock, client services manager. Absolute pleasure having you. Wonderful information. You need your own show. You know that, don't you? Teaching people online. Wouldn't that be lovely? And uh, their number is 520-603-5025. If you can get to your iPhone quickly and you want to do that at a stoplight, 520-603-5025. Fantastic. I hope you enjoyed today's show. Uh, my guests, i3 Media Solutions, certainly taught me a lot, and I'm grateful for that. Thank you, ladies. And uh, good luck with your career and your business and your future, and keep helping wonderful businesses in Tucson. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Mark. I hope you enjoyed the show. Proudly brought to us by the 49ers Golf and Country Club, and we'll see you soon. <laughs>